Coming to you from the City of Roses, this is the broadcast by Lash Professionals and for Lash Professionals. Thank you so much for tuning in. Hey guys, it's Paul Tuss in the Lashcast Studios. We should have like a studio audience go... <sighs> yeah, in our dreams. But anyhow, we are right in the middle of actually moving, guys. And this is a, a crazy time because it's both exciting and a pain in the butt. Well, you know what a pain it is to move. You know, your hands are sore. It's like you're so tired. You got to get boxes. You got to put all that stuff in. You got to throw all that stuff out. It's going to be like 100 degrees, I think, outside um, on Wednesday when we finally do You know, but this. here we are complaining about a fresh new start. Yeah. So, I mean, come it's on. It's completely a first world problem. It's a blessing, and we're very grateful, but, you know. It's Anyhow. And by the way, come on by in like six months because that's how long it's going to take us to set up our new place. But anyhow, let's um, do a couple quick announcements, guys. As you know, LashCon tickets are on sale. So make sure if you – actually, let me let you know, tell you this. VIP tickets are gone. Nothing left. All disappeared. Oh, but what if you want to come and you, you still want to go to the parties? Well, you can still go to the parties. Almost like all the parties but one if you take the regular ticket. And we have the day one ticket, which still includes a VIP ticket. So if you buy day one, yes, it costs more. But the good news, guys, is you get a lot more with a day one ticket. You actually get this bonus day where you get to meet Anthony Trucks. He's going to be your coach, and he's going to sit down with us and teach us leadership. And in the afternoon, we're going to do masterminds. We're going to sit in groups, and you're going to get the network and connect with our very driven, like my lash artist, and solve problems in your business and other people's businesses. So it's going to be really amazing. But I have a question. What, yeah. if, what if you still want the goodie bag? Well, the goodie bag comes with a day one ticket. In fact, everything comes with a day one ticket. It is the... Best ticket you to get. It's got all the bells and whistles. It has all the bells and whistles. It's a party ticket. We'll just call it that. It's the, it's the platinum level. Platinum level. It's like the black card of uh, okay. party tickets. Yeah, or of, of right. con tickets. But if you can't do the day one ticket, can you still get a goodie bag? Yes, you can still get a goodie bag with the regular standard business ticket, which is still good. It's very affordable, six eighty nine. For now, the price will go up in a month or two. And for now, you can get that. And that gives you everything. You just a little bit less. Like you don't get as many goodies. Your swag bag is a little smaller. We have a bonus coffee station where people can go and get lattes and cappuccinos in the morning for the VIPs and the day one ticket holders. We also have um, a bonus session with us and for the VIP and day one tickets. But other than that, you still get to see most of the parties. You get to go to all the sessions. You still get the app. You still get the, all the fun stuff. we still have those. Those are still available. Yeah. That's our most common ticket. We got plenty of those. I think we'll still allow eventually, but that's we still have time. So anyhow, that all said, guys, if you haven't bought your tickets, the sooner you buy them, the better because you save money buying them now than waiting in two, three months from now. Also, we have a payment plan. If you pay 33% down now, then over the next 90 days, you'll pay the three more payments. So it's like really bite-sized type chunks that you can all handle. Also, guys, as always, we do in our Apple Podcast Review, just write us a review, be entered into a drawing for our $200 Amazon gift card, just send the re- screenshot and send to Paul at lashcastpodcast.com. We also have, well, we want you guys on our podcast. Actually, I have a bunch of people lined up, new people that Ooh. we've just recently met who sent out shout-outs or If you, know, you have yeah. a story to tell, if you have something that you think would benefit the industry, we want to hear from you. Exactly. It's going to be uh, kind of cool. We're going to meet some new people that maybe you have not heard or met before, but they, I think they're going to have some great information that can help all of us with our businesses. All right, well, today we want to talk about retention because – I think that's easily the number one problem. Maybe finding clients is fighting for number one, but finding clients and lash retention. Well, here's the thing. If you are good at retention, you won't have to work so hard to get clients. Every client that you see will rebook with you and they will tell all of their friends. Yeah. In fact, we just had a client who left three years ago, out of the blue, emailed me. She just wanted to let me know that we're the best. She saw us, she went to us for 12 years and we just went out of her price range. 
and basically eventually. But that said, she still says, uh, you guys were are still to the day the, the best lash salon I ever went to. I've been to a ton since I left you guys for cheaper prices, basically. And she says, I, I, that's all I can afford. But I will always remember you guys as the very best because you guys, your lashes lasted. They didn't flip and flop. They didn't twist and turn. They grew out with their natural lashes and held on. So we want to talk about this because... Man, if you can improve your retention, and this is really about what Tusney really focuses on their retention and styling course, is really teaching people how to create lashes that will last for like four weeks. The average client goes four weeks for Tusney. It is not the same thing that you've been taught. It is not the industry standard. Yeah. So here's what the industry standard is. Basically, someone dips their lash. And you'll hear people use more glue and get a greater surface area, which are good things, right? That's heading the right direction versus use the least amount of glue and just the tiniest connection. Wait a minute. Let's back up just a yeah. little bit because I'm going to paint a picture that may describe what you're doing right now. And it's more than just picking up the glue. The client is lying on the table. She's got the pads on her eyes and you've got your tweezers in your hand and you're just about to put those tweezers down. And as you start to separate those lashes, you notice that the tweezers are touching the pads, right? Maybe they don't notice because they're not paying attention to that. Well, I want you to pay attention. Yeah. Watch yourself as you go to start working on the lashes. You will notice that most likely her lashes are lying on top of that pad. Yeah. They're belly down on that pad and the tips of those lashes are pointing towards her feet. And if you notice as you're working or have somebody take a picture of you while you're working so you can take a look at your hands as you're working, you will notice that you're most likely not touching her lid. Most likely- Well, they're taught not to. I mean, you're not supposed to. You're just supposed to separate the lash, you know, isolate, and then lay the extension, whether it's a fan or a single one, on top or on the side or on the bottom, right? You're supposed to figure out the best angle where to place the lash and then it's let it dry. True, and then let- but, but here's the thing. The lashes are flat on the pad, so you can get the side and you can get the top. It's very difficult to get, get underneath, underneath right? Because they're laying flat on the Unless pad. Unless some people, like young people, you've said, their lashes tend to be more popped up a little bit, right? A Just naturally. Bit, yeah. So there's a little bit more room. And I know a lot of our people do have younger clients and so as a result, they may not experience that same problem because younger people's lids tend to, or lashes tend to be Yeah, but you, you'll up. know you're in this position if the tips of your tweezers are touching, like when you're isolating, those tweezers are touching that bottom pad. Okay. And then what you do is you take that extension with the glue and you just kind of isolate and then you just drop it down there, right? And that is what most people consider the bond. And it's very delicate. The hands are off the lid. They're not touching the eyelid. And by the way, for artists who are more skilled, who basically have been doing this a long time, they're able with, especially fans, or um, making their own volume fans, they're actually able to wrap some of them. It's not 100% guarantee all the time, but they're able to sometimes and get that, which helps create a wraparound, which will create a better bond, right? Okay, yeah, Tess is like, okay. But that's not the key, right? Yes, maybe you'll get that help. That's what everybody does. And it's like, it's, you can get so much better retention. You can get so much better wear if you just change a couple of things about what you're doing. And this is going to be hard. We were actually, I wouldn't say fighting, but disagreeing. Should we talk <laughs> about this? Because this is so hard to describe just through audio. Where if we had video or we had cl- our classroom where we testing could demo and show video clips, it'd be a lot easier. But today we're going to attempt yeah. to take part of our course and describe how to create a better bond I think they can using this technique, which is really 
popping the lid is yeah. the big key. Okay, so the big thing is is that what I'm going to tell you to do is not to do the lashes when they are flat on the pad. Where they are the resting. iPad is when they're resting on the iPad itself. On the iPad, the tips are pointing towards the shoes, right? Yes. Okay, that is not what I want you to do. I want you to lift those lashes up. They lift up off the pad so that the tips are pointing towards not really the ceiling, but they're pointing behind you. So if they're at a 90 degree angle. Yeah. And if the tips are a little bit curved, they're going to be pointing above your head, over your head. Which is nice because now you have access to every part of that lash. Now you can go behind the lash. You actually have room. Not only that, there's there's another benefit is you can actually see where that follicle is emerging, where the hair is yeah. coming out of the margin of the skin. Where normally when you have rows, I mean, people, when you're new, you don't really see this, but as you get more experience, you're going to see all the rows. And the problem is you think all the lashes are this flat line across the pad and they're not, they're at different levels. So sometimes you're placing a lash on the bottom row and you're actually placing it maybe a one or two millimeters off the lid or further. And then the top one, because you can see it better, you're placing it really close, maybe a half millimeter, a millimeter off the lid. And so you have this weird not consistent way of putting the lashes down, right? The way most people do lashes is they are looking down. They are looking down in the depth procession. All the hairs lying on top of each other. You can't tell which is really the top row and which is the bottom. It's harder to, and it's dark down there. Or you separate one lash out and you really can't see where it's coming out of the hair, out of the skin. I mean, you can, you can kind of image it, but when it's lifted, imagine now it's lying on the pad. Now it's lifted all the way up. You can see every hair all the way. It goes into the skin. Every And that is what I want you to see, because when you're able to see that it changes the angle that you put the lash on that you, you first make contact with that wet, that dripping with glue extension, you're putting it on at a different angle. So you're going to get a little bit more coverage. Okay. Let me describe this real quick for people. Cause I think what they've seen, they've seen people use tape. And tape is an effort to try to move the eyelid a little bit, to manipulate, as we like to say, the eyelid into a direction that's easier for you to work with. So when those inner corners are going, they'll put tape on to pull the corner back a little bit to get the lashes pointing in a way that's easier for you to apply the lashes. Now, we're saying we're going to use that same idea, but on the whole eyelid, on every aspect of the lid, not just the inner or outer corners, but also the top, the middle section, and we're not going to use tape, though. You yeah, just, you, yeah, use you your just fingers. press your press the finger. Now the finger gets very close to the lash line. Yeah. When you're doing lashes your ordinary way, you only have your tweezers there to isolate. What you're doing when you put your fingers on the lid, you're using your ring finger, and that ring finger is acting like a hand. So if you're right-handed, you're using your left ring finger to hold down the eyelid a little bit and pop it back a tiny bit. And you're still using your hand to to isolate. So it's like you're using your hand for two purposes. One part's to pop the lid, the other one's to isolate. And then you use your right hand or reverse this if you're left-handed, using your right hand to go over, get the lash and bring it over. Okay, you're holding your tweezers like you normally would, right? Yeah. Now, so you've got the tweezers in your pincher fingers, right? Now, just take your ring fingers and wiggle those with with your tweezers in your hand. Okay, there you go. You're going to use those ring fingers that you're wiggling as you're going to use that to spread the skin while you're isolating. So now you can manipulate it. You're not just using those tips of those tweezers. You're using your fingers. So what it looks like when you're actually touching the skin is that you're not using the pads of your fingers. It's not like you're playing the piano, right? You are using the side of your ring finger just the cuticle part, the corner of it. So basically, essentially, your ring finger is straight. Your ring finger is straight, and then you've got your tweezers 
over top of it. Yeah. Okay. Now it's kind of hard to visualize, but if you can kind of just, if you put that ring finger on and you just, you can pop the lid just by pressing it, you're keeping the eye Very light pressured, right? It's not super light. You can actually press kind of hard. Okay. Okay. The only thing is you don't want to press the center of the eye because that's not comfortable, but you can just press. Now, most people are completely scared and wigged out because they're trained not to touch the eye, but you absolutely can. Now, I'm not telling you to keep the eye pulled open. You're actually using that finger to keep the eye closed and, and pop it. It's hard to get it just through the audio, but the big thing I want you to know is that you're not looking down. You're, you're trying to pull the eyelid up, so it's at like what you said, 90-degree angle, which now gives you full access to the lash. And then now the next big key after you've learned to pop the lid is you're going to wet the lash yeah. all the way all up. Around. Okay, yeah, so, so here's the thing. You're mostly used to doing the lash when it's flat on the pad. So you're dropping it, right? Yeah, and when or places to the side or you, something When like you've that. got your lash in your tweezer or your fan, you're dropping, you know, basically it's the belly of the lash is contacting it first. And then it just, you, you kind of, with a, with a hope and a prayer, you're just hoping that it's going to get into the right spot. When the hair is in the 90 degree angle and it's up, what you can do is you can come in contact with the extension at a 90 degree angle. And what it allows you to do is it allows you to completely see what you're doing. And so you can use that adhesive to fully wet all or the way around. Or paint. You yeah. You're wetting both surfaces. When you're wetting both surfaces with enough adhesive, you're going to get better bond. And everyone right now is saying, wait a minute, it's going to dry way too fast. And then you're not going to be able to make that last. That's right. Work. If you use the amount that you're used to using, you need to use a little bit more because it's going to create a stronger bond. And if you've been doing lashes for any amount of time, you're able to have a lot more control of the adhesive, more so than you did when you first started. Yeah. Don't be afraid of that. So you're going to use a little bit more, and you're going to, what Tustin likes to say, is paint the lash. You're going to go up once and back down, or maybe a couple times, yeah. like tickle it. That's another term to, like The to. more surface area you have, the stronger the bond. You don't have to go all the way up, although I like to. But the most important part is the target. And that target is the one millimeter that grows out of the hair on both the hair and the extension. That part is the most important. So a lot of people, when they first make contact, they don't bond that part. They're actually bonding the belly of the lash. So it's not super strong. Now, it'll stay for the client to walk out of the salon and it'll stay for a couple of days. But the minute she washes her face or maybe puts some moisturizer on, you'll see it come off. And it's not because those products are actually, the water is doing it and the, the oil, oil is not doing, doing it, it no. but it's the physical motion of them rubbing it that causes that bond to break. I want you to imagine popsicle sticks. And if you've got one popsicle stick and you only put one tiny little dab of glue and you stick the other one on, it'll stick. It'll stick for a couple of days even, right? But if you try to pull them off when they're dry, it's going to be very easy to, because yeah. there's only a tiny little bit of adhesive sticking them together. Yeah. But if you take adhesive and you run your finger along that bottom of that popsicle stick, and you also run adhesive on the other popsicle stick and press it down there, not using a ton of glue so that it squeezes out, but just the right amount, right? And you press it down there and you let that dry. Think about how much solid, more solid that bond is if you just use a tiny and little our finger. trainings in eight some years now... Tustin does that example in the class and then asks someone to tear, take that popsicle stick apart and no one's able to because it's dried and it is solid. So that's what I want for you 
for your bonds. I want those bonds to be a lot more solid and a lot more durable than the action guard. You can actually increase the tensile strength just by using a little bit more glue, just by making sure that the target is completely painted. So why don't you just try doing a little bit of a change? Try to get those lashes to be more at a 90 degree angle. Try to use your fingers as an extra measure of control, your ring 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 fingers. Try to use that to pop the lid, in a sense, act as the tape while you're working. You're going to have more control over your work. It's like you're spreading. Okay, if you're putting paint on a t-shirt, you know, those puffy paints and those slick paints, if you are just dropping the paint in the tube without touching the tip to the t-shirt, it's going to be a lot harder to get a really good design. But if you're using one hand to spread it and you're using the tip and you're pressing that tip onto the fabric and writing, it's going to be a lot better. It's going to be a lot better bond if you're spreading the fabric with your fingers than it is if you're just dropping it on on there, right? Think about that. That's the same idea. So So use your fingers to spread out the skin, just like in the same way that you would use tape. Yeah. And I want to make sure people know this too. Really, one of the reasons why you can do this and you're able to see the bonds better and make better bonds is because you use loops. And we've talked about this a ton of times. So we'll say this again. If you're not using loops, you are significantly hurting your ability to do great work. If you want a superpower, just get the loops. You won't believe what you've been missing. Yeah. You think that you can see everything. You think that you, you know, were born to do lashes and maybe you are. But you put the loops on and it is like your superhero suit. Yeah. Okay. You just see a whole <laughs> new world. You see a whole new world and it only uh, improves your game. It does. Because you see where the follicles are. And it actually makes you pursue better bonds. You can see things a lot better. You think that the lids are clean, actually. But you put those loops on, you realize, oh, there is another layer of clean. There's a, a layer of cellular debris that even if they come in clean, quote unquote, air quote, clean, When you put those loops on, you see, oh, there is a layer of grime that I thought was not there. And you see that, right? And you think, oh, what do what I need to, to Well, let me give from. two shout outs to some of our two sponsors. Design for Visions has been with a sponsor for us for at least 2019. And they're back again here in 2021. And they have a great lineup. It's actually Tessie's first pair of loops was with them. And then there's also Rose Micro Solutions, who was a, a sponsor with us in 2019. And we're hoping they'll be back again in 2021. Still waiting on that. But that's both. And they're a little bit more affordable. And they do both do good work. And so you can call them and go look them up online. They're not that hard. Just type in Design for Visions or Rose Micro Solutions, and you'll be able to find some loops. And you can call them. They can walk you through what would be best for you. And so for us, that made a big, big difference. Oh, it's huge. Now, it's different than magnifiers. Now, if magnifiers are all that you can do, that's fine. It's still better than the naked eyes. You know, when I first started, I actually just started using readers. I didn't need them at that time, but I went and got two point, you know, first I started at 1.5 and then I went up to two and I didn't need them yet, but I did notice that it did make a difference looking. And then I went ahead and got the loops. And the first time I put them on, I was like, oh my gosh, am I sick to my stomach? What is this? Do I have a headache? Are my my shoulders completely hunched over? Yeah, it was difficult. It was difficult to uh, get used to them, but it took about a week, took about two weeks. And then it just clicked in and now it's like there's no way that I could go back and you won't be able to either. It will allow you to just get such a complete better fit, a better bond. It will actually make you a better artist because you're going to be able to see more than you ever thought possible. And because of that, you're going to change your positioning. You're going to change the way that you 
touch the lids and move it. So you're going to maneuver it, the lids, so that you can see a lot better. For sure, your retention is going to go up because you're able to see different aspects and you're going to just by nature be able to do a better job. Yeah. So really, I know we've said this probably a hundred times over the years, but it's really a big game changer. And if you're serious about your, your career, you're not doing this as a hobby, but this is really your career. You want to be a great lash artist. Getting those loops is going to take you one step closer and just hang in there. We've never had a team member leave us and go back to this without loops. Every one of them, everyone bought their loops and continued to use them after they left. It's kind of like trying to paint a room with no light bulb. I mean, you can certainly do it. You can pretty much do a pretty good job, but you turn the light bulb on and you're going to see things that you didn't think you yeah, were there. More details. It is that. the same thing with loops, guys. So hopefully that helps you get an idea of some things that we recommend. There's, there's more to it, but the biggest one is the popping the lid, as we like to call it, then painting the lash, attaching to the whole lash. Use a little bit more glue and you'll get better retention and as well as the loops. One more thing. When you're doing this technique... Over time, you're going to see that you're not resting those tweezers on the pad anymore. The tweezers are actually going into the lashes to separate at the skin. The tips are actually pointing towards the back of the wall, actually. So they're actually resting on the margin of the lid. They're not touching the pad. They're actually pointing at the back wall. They're pointing at the client's shoes. Because the eyelids are at 90 degrees, so Mm -hmm. basically you're, you're coming across... And that's how you know you're doing it right. Once you start seeing that type of visual, you know you're getting to the right way. By the way, we are going to be doing a couple more trainings most likely this year. At least one more, maybe two. We don't have dates yet, but we will have those. So if you want to get really the firsthand knowledge on how to do this so that you can get longer lasting lashes. And by the way, this works great with both classic and we like to say pre-mades or pro-mades. If you're doing volume, that's a little harder. It's possible, but it's, it's really possible. hard. It's the whole concept of how you position the yeah. lashes, but it's it's easier to do it with at the pre-made a fan. Or pro-mades if you make your own fans ahead of time. Like right on the spot. Yeah, if you make them ahead of time and store them and then you bring them out. It's just making the fans right there in the spot. It's just one more step amongst all their things, and we're adding so much there. We don't think that that would help too much. So if you're 100%, I am a volume-only gal. I don't do anything but that. This would not be good for you. But if you do classic pre-mades or pro-mades, then this class will change your game and really help you get longer retention. And we'll have details for that hopefully soon once we have finalized. We have like six or seven salons we're looking at and just trying to find one that would be great and one that will work with our crazy schedule with LashCon and all the other stuff that's going on. So thanks to us. That was cool. And uh, hopefully that was helpful for all you. And um, this is really our first time we really went into lash retention, I think. So thanks. Yeah. Very, very cool. All right, that's pretty much a wrap, guys. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. I want to ask you to please follow us on Instagram at Lashcast Podcast and at the Lash Conference. And remember to subscribe, share, and review. And go buy your tickets today, guys, before they run out. We have a limited amount of the day one tickets. So if you want that VIP, you definitely want to get the day one. And if you just need the standard ticket, that's there too for you. On behalf of my Lash B Tusney, I want to thank you for taking some time to listen. Keep on lashing. And remember, you have a friend in the lash industry. 